All right, my friends, welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 12 of The Informed Catholic. It's going to be part three of the uh, psychopathy, and I call it the new totalitarianism. It's by the article by James Lindsay, which I think is a, was a great article. I just did two parts of it in the last two episodes about how this new indoctrination and how everything went wrong, uh, especially with the social media, which helped uh, the new socialist Democrats, Marxists take over. And how in the last year, we've been uh, sort of like the uh, color revolution, which would ha- which happened with the, the shutdown with the Corona Wuhan virus. Some call it, want to call it the uh, beer virus because of the term corona but let's let's call it what it is and it basically took over it basically gave the democrats gave the marxist socialists the opportunity to do what they did they stole the election from donald trump uh they have control of the media they even got the pope they got the pope the pope is on their side he's one of them we have um a pope that has chosen to uh, align himself with the world, with the enemies of Christ. I'm going to say it, and I said it. That's it. It's over. Pope Francis even now says that we should take the vaccine. He's actually said that. There's an article in the um, uh, LifeSite News. They uh, banned President Trump from Twitter. They canceled his account. They canceled anyone related to him. They even put brought the hammer down on uh, Parler because they know that's where all the conservatives are going. Free speech is slowly disappearing. And who knows? They may even do this to podcasts. We, we have yet to see. So uh, welcome to the new totalitarianism. America, finally, the the Fatima prophecy has finally come true. It's, kind of, it's reached our shores. Welcome to the new ugly world that we live in. We've ignored it for so long, and now here we are. Now, this is an article I read not too long ago, a few episodes ago. Remember when the opening of the 117th uh, Congress, Nancy Pelosi and her all her uh, goons decided that they're going to uh, use politically correct terms. They're going to ban words like father, mother, uh and other pronoun words referring to gender. And they and this guy, a minister, um, decided to end it with a man and a woman. So you tell me if this sounds this sounds like normal people. No, it's not. So this is a blog, and it's by um by Doug. Menwaring, and he wrote an article for LifeSite News, which introduced us to James Lindsay's um, psychopathy and the new totalitarianism. All right, the origins of the new totalitarianism. So, uh, this is all your friends who believe the government is bad, believe American history is bad, believe that the um, uh, you know the the culture is bad, religion is bad. You know they they attack, they brought down the, the the statues, statues which were set up by the Democrats, by the way. Uh, racism, everything, 
and it gave birth to Black Lives Matter. It gave birth to critical race theory. All this is basically socialist Marxist indoctrination. And this is what we have. The article itself will point to everything. Um, I read it. I read it the best that I could. Um, it was a long article. I didn't plan to, re to read a long article, but I did. I broke it up into two parts. And actually, I'm breaking it up into three parts. But this one was the article that introduced me to that one. So I want you guys to go to the Informed Catholic on Facebook. And uh, you can click onto it. It's there. I posted it for you guys. It's uh, Psychopathy and the Origins of the New Totalitarianism. And read it. Okay. You can even go to LifeSite News if you want to and check them out. They're great. They, uh, they gave me permission to read all their articles. This article, I, uh, the main article that this is based on, I took it from another one. You can even link it, press the link here on the main article by this. This is basically the main of the, the name of this article is, okay, Doug Manwaring. Uh, Doug, that's the, uh, the, the one who wrote the, the, wrote the blog, D-O-U-G, Manwaring, M-A-I-N-W-A-R-I-N-G. And it's called, uh, the title of it is House Dems Ban Words Like Father, Mother, Prayer with a Man and a Woman. I'm going to post it on my Facebook page on the Informed Catholic. Okay? So, we are witnessing a coup against reality, against science and nature, and above all truth, as liberal elites seek to establish and enforce a false construction of reality. The article was Monday, January 4th, 2021. Okay, the Re Representative Emmanuel Cleaver, he was the one that gave that stupid prayer. All right, Washington, D.C., January 4th, 2021, LifeSite News. It's not clear that the U.S. That the US de House Democratic leadership descent into depravity is complete. According to newly revealed House rules for, just, uh, for, for the just begun 117th Congress terms such as father, daughter, mother, and son, as well as gendered pronouns are banned. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said the new rules reflect the views and values of the full range of our historically uh, diver uh, diverse House Democratic majority. Okay, and so if to uh, as, and, and as if to make the depravity of their obsession with gender inclusiveness abundantly clear, during yesterday's first session of the new year, Representative Emmanuel Cleaver. Um, I think he's from Missouri, Democrat from ended the opening prayer by declaring amen and a woman to the ancient biblical Hebrew word amen, which means may it be so or so it, so be it. That's all it is. It's, I come from a Middle Eastern background. It means amin, amin, which is, is exactly pronounced the same way as the Aramaic. And I'm sure the Hebrew pronounced it the same way. It, it was adopted from the subduation Greek into the Latin. It means the same thing. It means, so be it, Lord. So may you be your will. Cleaver uh, added a made-up nonsensical word because amen sounds to Democrats like an offensive reference to males. Oh, boy. A prayer opening. I'm going to play it for you. I played it before. I want to play it again. 
May the God who created the world and everything in it bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace. Peace in our families, peace across this land. And dare I ask, O oh Lord, peace even in this chamber, now and evermore. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. Amen and a woman. The representatives elect and their guests will please remain standing and join in the pledge. May the God who created the world and <laughs> All right. in it. We don't need to hear it again. There you go. That says it. This is how they think. Unbelievable. <laughs> All this cannot be written off as silliness of political correctness within the Democratic Party. It's, it's not silly at all. It's diabolical. A coup against reality. What is going on? This is a pivotal moment in the history of the United States, one which reveals the determination of many in leadership to reject reality and embrace delusion in the name of totalitarian power. We are witnessing a coup against reality, against science, against nature, and above all truth, as liberal elites seek to establish and enforce a false construction of reality, an ideological pseudo-reality. The events of this past weekend create a public record documenting the transformation of liberal leadership into cult liter uh, leadership. If you listen or read the article, you'll find out that liberals always have a tendency to go far. I mean, they, they're, they're usually in reality, but sometimes their passion for social change can lead them beyond reality into a false reality because they so desperately uh, want to win that they sometimes forget reality. It, it, you know, it's, it's they're not all of them, but some of them, which depends depending on their psychological makeup and their understanding, and they're also, uh, the you know sometimes it could be their own psychological imbalance themselves, because a conservative always bases builds his house on a rock. A liberal doesn't. A liberal is sometimes overly passionate, and sometimes uh, they they judge everything by their feelings. Okay, um, Okay. so psychopaths, cowards, and rationalizers. It must be observed that people who accept pseudo-realities as though they are real are no longer normal people, wrote Dr. James Lindsay in Psychopathy and the Origins of Totalitarianism, presently published just a few days before in, in the, new, uh, the new Congress began. Uh, before the new Congress began, Lindsay's work draws heavily upon Catholic philosopher Joseph Pieper, Abuse of Language, Abuse of Power, published five decades ago. While Lindsay addressed no specific social issues or personalities in his excellent essay, it sheds bright light on recent developments in the newly uh, seated U.S. 
of, of representatives led by Democrats. The ultimate purpose of creating a pursuit of reality is power, said Lindsay. Pursuit of realities being false and unreal will always generally tra uh, generate tragedy and evil on scale that is at least proportional to the reach of their grip on power, which is to their chief interests, whether social, cultural, economic, political, or particularly a combination of several or all of these, he warned. I, I read this part. This He's correct about this. There, like the other day, I was talking to a young man and I brought up about the defunding of the police and he didn't want to hear it. He didn't want to hear it. To him, the police are jerks, they're bad, but he's a white kid. This is a white kid who, I mean, he found a new hobby now. He plays with tarot cards and they always think they know better than the rest of reality. And he, he's a smart young man. He's smart, he's clever, but he his understanding of what defunding the police means for him, because whatever it is, I don't know what his political leniency is, but the fact is he doesn't understand. What is it? What about the poor? What about those people who are um who need the police who could be living in a neighborhood where there are gangs and drug addicts or or uh you know organized gangs that would, would want to extort money from them. What is his answer for that? He doesn't have an answer for that. All right, so let's continue. Such false realities require power, coercion, manipulation, and eventually force to keep them in place. Thus, they are natural playground of psychopaths, and they are enabled by, a, by cowards and rationalizers, wrote Lindsay. Most important pursuit of realities do not attempt to describe reality as it is, but rather as it should be, as determined by the relatively small fraction of the population who cannot bear living in a reality unless it is bent to enable their own psychopath psychopathologies, which will be projected upon their enemies, which means all normal people. There you go. Deadly language games. Democrats control over the meaning and usage of words in the 117th, 17th Congress is an abuse of language which will enable abuse of power. The Democrats are employing discourse engineering in order to achieve their larger goal of social engineering, total power, which is what they want. These manipulations are therefore attractive to people with strong inclinations to control other people or to take power, particularly when they are of moderately higher, high intelligence, relatively well-off and linguistically savvy, while perhaps lacking in other more concretely valuable skills, said Lindsay. The real alchemy of the pseudo-realist ideological project is, according to Lindsay, turning normal, mostly healthy people into psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually broken water carriers who can no longer cope adequately with the features of reality and thus must prefer the pursuit of reality that was built to receive, the, to receive them and, more importantly, to make strategic use of them. The true alchemy of, this, of the pursuit of realist program, it transforms normal moral people into immoral agents who must perpetuate evil to feel good and perceive as evil those who do good. He, re, he reiterated, evil, the new morality, 
is a perversion of morality. The paramorality promoted in this pseudo-reality of gender politics will always be repressive and totalitarian, said Lindsay. Dissent and doubt cannot be tolerated, and disagreement must be coordinated off into a moral pit that adherents dare not approach. Paramorality is a particular type of perversion of morality that can feel more moral than moral, but is in fact evil, he said. It's the domain of psychopathy, which inflicted on the normal masses is evil, Lindsay elaborated. He elaborated. The goal of paramorality will always arise from and exist to favor people with particular uh, psychopathologies who cannot otherwise cope with the discomfort of reality. This implies that an ideological pursuit of reality's most successful means of gaining strength is through appealing to the perceived victimhood of those people and whipping up the grievances of those who have suffered similar injustice with more dignity. When widely empowered, this should be treated as another symptom of impending civilizational calamity and a need to to identify and reject the pseudo-reality manipulating these feelings. These people, as many have learned the hard way throughout history, are otherwise good people who are capable of perpetuating genocide, observed Lindsay. In the end, the route that leaders of the Democratic Party have chosen will lead to complete reversal of sanity and a conversion of normal to ideologically psychopathic, and all of this will have been accomplished under the banner of sexual revolution. All right, so will this be turning point in the sexual revolution? Liberal elites, led by five members of the U.S. Supreme Court, dealt a substantial blow to reality, as well as civil um, civil and religious liberty in 2015, when they altered the immutable definition of marriage to include genderless, anti-complementary uh, marriage. More se- recently, they have expanded the definition of sex as a matter of civil rights to include transgendered individuals. Something is desperately uh, desperately wrong when the supposed brightest legal minds in the nation determined that sodomy constitutes consummation of marriage and genitalia are no longer indicative of gender or where a child, whether unborn or recently born, is not considered a human being, but is something to be snuffed out and disposed of in the trash. Sexual revolutionaries have succeeded in their quest against human dignity because a blanket of dullness, darkness, and depravity has been settling over our nation and the rest of the civilized world for several decades. Our only hope is to refute the Democrats in embrace of unreality and reject it, refuse to be coerced and resist participating in their distorted view of reality before their psychopathy attains totalitarian power. May the corrupt prayerful declaration of a woman and uttered unconscious, unconsciously in the halls of Congress, trivializing 
both God and humanity be a turning point where Americans resolve to reject unreality and delusion and insist that our legislative leaders return to reality. Uh, wow. This, uh, so this is the, the, the again, he's, he's referring to Dr. Uh, James Lindsay's uh, article, which I just read to you. Okay. Um, it's uh, amazing. Uh, you know, because I wanted to read this because I wanted to show you exactly, you know, you know, where, where that article, uh, you know, I got it from and, this man here was basing on what we just saw. So you see it in action. They, they, they've been doing this in the colleges and universities for a long time. And a lot of these younger people, because they took away faith and religion. Um, I mean, it's not an accident. I mean, after World War II, when people saw what happened in World War II, many people were scandalized. In the West, we were scandalized. It's funny. The other day... Um, I was looking at the the silent Ten Commandments, and at the start of the silent Ten Commandments, very interesting where they placed that the idea of making a story that is old fashioned and out of date, like the Ten Commandments, they were planning to make it years earlier. Then, of course, what happened? What uh, helped them was World War One. After World War One took place, and how many deaths happened? They felt that the world needed a Ten Commandments, so they decided to make the Ten Commandments as a response to what happened in World War One, where the Ten Commandments are for everybody. And this was because of the culture. It showed you how conservative the culture was. But even modernism was creeping in. And the problem is, is a lot of people think they can recreate morality they can recreate decency they can recreate sexuality they can it's the same thing basically when you look at it the modernist approach is how look at modernist art abstract art and cubist art it it was it was all because of the rejection of classicalism or they think they've improved on classicalism but what they do is they distort the human person like you see someone like picasso and many others they distort reality it's a rejection of anything they think that you know we don't need to capture reality we can create our own reality in art and then what happened it just led to art breaking down even more they want to call it freedom but freedom from what and when you do when you create art the way you did what happens how do you how do you depict the human person distorted ugly that's what happens Anyway, I'm going to end it here. Uh, I'll get back to you again later on. Unfortunately, the garbage truck is outside. And it's making noise. So God bless and be well.